For the month of December, we're dusting off some of our most popular episodes from this past year. And today's episode of Heart of the Home originally aired on January 16th of this year. It features one of my dear friends, Courtney Rich of Cake by Courtney. Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that's something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. You know those friends who always give you a delicious baked good when you go over to visit? Well, that is my longtime friend, Courtney Rich of Cake by Courtney. I visit and she feeds me cake and not just any cake, but the most amazing flavors and unexpected combinations. She just moved into a new house where you guessed it. The kitchen is the center of the action. She believes that anyone can take control in their kitchen, and she's offering us her very best tips and basics for the right equipment. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hi, everyone. I'm jumping in for a minute to tell you about our newest Stag Design launch, the Aspen Collection. This collection is elevated and grounded in earth tones and hand-painted patterns. Use the code HEARTOFTHEHOME for $10 off your next purchase. At Stag Design, we believe home is what we make it. You can find us at stagdesignshop.com. That's stag with two Gs. Well, thanks for joining us, Courtney. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me, Jen. I've obviously watched a big evolution of your (laughs) career through the years because we've known each other for a really long time. We went to college together. First, let's start with your home life growing up. Talk about what kind of home you had, what kind of home environment your parents created with your siblings, and and a little bit more about that. Um, okay. Well, I come from a family of four kids and mom and a dad, and um, it's changed a lot um, throughout the years. But for really most of my childhood and until I left for college, Um, it was the six of us and it was a home of happiness. And I mean, we all had our moments and my brothers and I would, you know, (laughs) be brothers and sister. And, um, but really my memories are all focused on laughter and, and happy times and happy moments and dinner table conversation that left us laughing to tears um, and fun vacations that, that we would try to take, you know, together. Both my parents worked, um, my dad full time and my mom was on and off doing different, um, types of projects. She worked in television as well as my dad. And, um, but I always felt like my mom was around, like it, I never really thought of her as a working mom. And they just were both like very good at being present when they were home. So I think that was like what made it feel like they were, they were there, you know, and my dad, as much as he would have to travel or work, would make it to as many sporting events and activities that he could, um, and like made it always matter, you know, and made those moments really matter. So I have some really, really just great memories of my childhood and growing up through, through high school. And when I left the house, my parents later, um, got divorced and our families changed a little bit, but our memories and our time together are still just like a really happy thing. 
Um, and I just will always appreciate my parents for making an effort to just make us feel loved and noticed, um, and meaningful as part of the family, even though we were just the kids. So you got married, you met your husband. Did you meet him at BYU? I did. I was dating his friend freshman year when I met Ryan. And so we were good (laughs) friends for like for a while, for three years. He served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in um, British Columbia. And when he came back, um, we just kind of picked up where we left off as friends. And later, you know, the rest is history. So you got married and I know you guys moved out of the country for a while Talk about how all the moves and becoming a newlywed and, and how you guys set up, sort of set up your, your home culture, I guess. Yeah. Do you know, I moved a lot growing up. Um, so I think I was very much used to the flexibility um, that you have to have when moving and just um, being able to, to accommodate new situations and get used to it and make new friends and uh, meet new people. And so... Ryan and I, we got married. We stayed in Provo for a little while. Then we moved to Santa Monica. Um, He got his uh, business degree at UCLA. And then right after that is when we moved to Switzerland. And we were out there for three months. Um, And like tiny apartment. We didn't know anyone. And it was really like a test of how do you make this foreign country, literally, and this place that I didn't know how to speak any Swiss German. I mean, very little to get myself by and um, Weston couldn't either. And day to day, it was just the two of us and Ryan was working, but we made it home and it wasn't about the surroundings. It was about the interaction between us and making sure that that was quality and that there was always love felt there, whether we were fighting or we had our moments and we were frustrated, like all those moments end with conversations and end with love to work them out. And I think that's what makes like a huge difference. We try not to hold any grudges or resent more resentments towards one another or or towards the children. We work it out and we always end with, I love you. And nothing's more important than what we have here as a family. So when it was just Ryan and me, and when it was just Weston, Ryan and me, um, and then to bring Avery in, it's that same thing, no matter where we've been. And after Switzerland was San Francisco, and then we came out here and we lived in an apartment. Like we've been in so many different types of surroundings and homes, but they've always felt like home because it's the people that you're with. And it's the, I truly believe just the quality of time that you put in with those people and just creating opportunities to make memories and and spend time together. So when you're in the house together, I always invite my kids in the kitchen And I want them to cook with me or even unload the dishwasher with me. So we're just together. I love watching. So everyone follows you. I'm sure that's listening right now. If you don't, you need to go follow Cake by Courtney right this minute. But one of the things I love most about some of your Insta stories is your kids getting involved in your cake creations. Because like Weston is quite the little connoisseur and he has an opinion about things and he, um, you know, wants to do his own baking creations. And Avery's just Mm -hmm. got such a huge personality. Do you... It's got to be intentional on your part to create this environment where your kids can be creative with baking. I absolutely a hundred percent because I think some of I know my greatest memories and like my favorite memories and the ones that stick like just always stand out to me were created in the kitchen growing up. 
whether it was watching my dad make grilled cheese because he had like two things he could make and it was pancakes and grilled <laughs> cheese and he was awesome at those, you know, but like watch and he owned it. He was like, let me show you how to make the best grilled cheese. And I would be in the kitchen watching him or it was with my mom learning how to make certain meals before I went off to college or even young learning how to make you know, cookies or something, but just like, there was just, because you're spending that time together and it's such like a central place for the home, um, you're bound to have like little disasters and learn to laugh about them rather than get upset or, um, find some creativity of, okay, we don't have chocolate chips. What do you want to use? And so I had a lot of that growing up and I just have always known no matter where I am, I want that from my children. And the kitchen is like my happy place. It is my safe zone. It is, um, a place of peace for me. And I just feel the most comfortable when I'm in my kitchen with my family and bringing Weston in. I started baking with Weston as soon as he could put something into the, the mixer with me. And I would sit him up, up on the counter and just have him start helping me um, because it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I wanted to share that with him. And, and then there's things that he enjoys doing. And, and I try to do that with him as well. Um, and same with Avery and they've really just come to love it and enjoy it. And it's fun to watch them get creative and try new things, um, and to gain confidence in the kitchen and to see those things, you know, work out. There's one time that Weston really wanted to master macarons and we'd been watching kids baking championship. And so despite my best effort in teaching him all my knowledge, he will absolutely tell you Duff Goldman has taught him everything he knows. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe when you're like going off to get married, you will remember that mom was like the one who told you don't pack your flour into your measuring cup. But okay, right now, if you want to just go with that Duff Goldman, sure. Okay. Totally get, totally get it. No credit but for he, mom. No, never, but that's fine. He loves it. And so he wanted to create what they had created on the show. And he's like, mom, let's learn to make macarons. And so we looked at one recipe and there was a step that he wanted to do and it's slamming the macarons on the counter, on the pan. And I said, no, that do it doesn't say it in the instructions. And I always like to follow things word for word if I'm trying someone else's new um, recipe. And of course they came out wrong and then we did it Weston's way and he was right and they came out so much better. So it was really wow. fun to kind of have that moment of like he was teaching the teacher um, and to see him kind of have some of those aha moments in here, like I can do this. I, as a designer, I always have these moments when I'm talking to a client or I'm teaching somebody to do a DIY where I'm like, this gives you so much confidence when you can finish a project and it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to teach people how to do that because it yeah. They take control of their home and they take control of their space. And I think you feel really similarly about baking. At least that's how it translates, you know, to yeah. people who are watching. Like, you can do this and I want to show you how. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's so fun to watch them learn and to watch them have the aha moment. So when we're doing our cooking class or cake classes at Orson Giggy in Salt Lake, you know, and to be able to be in a room with 14 men and women and have those moments where like all of a sudden things click or they just are trying it for the very first time and they do really, really well. Um, and to see the joy that it brings to them uh, is really, I think, sometimes surprising for them. I think people start this and they're like, well, making a cake would be fun and getting in the kitchen and, and baking something from scratch would be fun. But they don't expect that it's going to look a certain way or they don't expect it's going to taste a certain way. And then you know, they'll follow my recipe and my instructions and it does, it tastes 
amazing and it looks better than they expected it to look. And they just like, there's so much joy and satisfaction of creating something, whether it's a space in your home or it's another project or it's something in the kitchen. Like to say that you did that on your own has so much more meaning than being able to go have someone else do it for you or to go buy it. Absolutely. And it's such a moment of pride, I think, for people when they can do something themselves and it turns out great. Um, You just moved into a gorgeous new big house, (laughs) a new build. (laughs) I have personally seen it. It's gorgeous. Take my word for it. Um, And of course, the kitchen is the center of it all. Um, how did you go about picking the aesthetics for your home? And, you know, your home has these two large double islands. Tell me about the thought process that went into it. So, yeah, I mean, and you saw, I'm kind of eclectic with like my style. There's so much that I like. Um, and it's, it can be hard for me to decide on furnishings and whatnot, but I knew that the bones of my kitchen needed to be like welcoming. I wanted you to walk in and feel like, I belong here. I can sit down. I can be comfortable. Um, and so with the two islands, I knew I wanted to do that. So I had a prep island. I also knew that um, I wanted it to be kind of bright. And I have a lot of white. And I have gold um, accents in my lights. Um, but that for filming and just for pictures. And just it was like my last house, we went with gray cabinets. And it ended up feeling too dark for me. And I want bright. I want lots of windows. And so it was a good lesson going into this one, I was like, no, I know white is basic, but for me, there's ways to spruce it up. I want the white because I wanted bright, happy feelings when I came into my kitchen. So that was kind of number one. And then with the double islands, I wanted this second island um, so that we had, you could sit at the island and also watch and there was plenty of room. So my kids can be doing their homework on an island that doesn't have any food on it. And I can be prepping in the kitchen And we're still interacting and we're still together and it's still in this happy place, you know? And then our our dining area where it's a little bit more formal, but it's still part of our kitchen, um, is just off to the left of of me. And it's just like all connected. So no matter where you're sitting or standing in the kitchen, you can take part of everything going on. And so it's a little bit of this triangle feel. Um, So it's just like very open and I wanted it to be welcoming, like come sit down, come take part in the action, come eat. I always have a fully stocked fridge and pantry for my kids because like and their friends because they will. I, I, I did. I like followed the food when I was growing up. My friend's mom was a really good cook and always had leftovers for us. So in high school, after, you know, a great meal one night, we'd always go over to their house for their leftovers for lunch. And it was a way that we were all together. And it was probably so strategic on her mom's part so that she could be around us and be around her daughter. That's brilliant. I think I might incorporate that. Like, hey, kids, <laughs> I know, I love it. come over to my house for high school lunch period. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it, too. I'm like, that's I'm already trying to set that feel like the kids come over and they're like, uh, what are you working on a cake today? Or, and I'm like, yep, I got leftovers. Let's pull them out. You know, I know I do design work for you and you feed me in cake. <laughs> it's the best. I do. It's a really good trade. It's probably not fair, but I feel like it's working no, it's out well. Fair. Like I'll take it. Yes, please. I'm waiting for that cake. That's inspired by me, Courtney. 
you know, setting up a well-functioning kitchen for somebody who likes to cook and likes to bake, it's kind of overwhelming because you're thinking, you have to think about how everything works together. So mm-hmm. what are your best tips and tricks for somebody who's designing a kitchen or, or wants to make their kitchen more functional when it comes to baking and cooking? Okay. Well, I definitely think function should be first and foremost. So I know a lot of people want to think about like design and how it looks, but as I move around my kitchen, I want it to be really intuitive. If you came into my kitchen and never had been here before, I want you to feel like you know where everything is just because it's intuitive. That's where I would put the spoons. So that's where you would put the spoons. Um, So for me, like it was important to have double ovens because I'm always cooking and they need to be close by where my stove is and I can set them off. So that's like just two steps away from each other. Um, I keep my KitchenAid mixer on the counter um, always because why would I put that in and out of a cupboard? That's to me a design and a function element. Um, And I like I strategically I just kind of as I'm mapping out as we moved into the house and I was like trying to place um, measuring cups and and all the different like uh, utensils that I use. I'm like, where does it make sense for me to put all of these things? Um, and so, you know, the sink is by the window so I can watch my kids outside or if there's people on the deck barbecuing, you know, I'm interacting. I can still see see them there. Um, so I just, I think it should be like user friendly um, at the end of the day. And then I can start working in some design elements. So I did floating shelves on half of my walls in my kitchen, but the things on the shelves are not just to look at. They are all my plates and all my bowls and Pellegrino water that I'll pull down and I'll happily, you know, open up. And I have some cake stands and it represents me and it's functional. I'm not just putting it up there to look pretty. We are using those. And it also happens to be um, kind of a design element too. Um, I came to you, of course, first when my KitchenAid, my old KitchenAid that I've had for my entire marriage broke. And I was like, tell me what one to buy. And you did. And I bought it. So, of course, I went with the rose gold copper colored um, oh. KitchenAid mixer. And I'm so glad that I did. It's so beautiful. Um, oh. What are those investment pieces? If you could pick like one or two investment pieces that you're telling people you need this in your kitchen, what are those things? Yeah, I think the KitchenAid is one. Um, I prefer it over a Bosch because a Bosch um, mixer, which a lot of people do have, is really great for bread, but it mixes differently. The KitchenAid has a great paddle attachment, which is the only attachment I use unless I'm whipping up like a meringue with a whisk. But the paddle attachment, there's one you can get with like a, um, a spatula sides to it to really clean up. But because there's so many colors, there it feels customizable. So you can pick one like you did, that is like a a showpiece in your kitchen. And I feel like it's just kind of comforting to always have the mixer out. I don't know why that is, but it's like it's there and I can just pull it, you know, pull it away from the wall a little bit and get to it. And I've got big canisters, big glass canisters of flour, powdered sugar, and granulated sugar right next to it. So it's like I'm always ready to go. I always have ingredients for chocolate chip cookies on hand and the mixer is always out. And I'm kind of like hoping after 13 years, my KitchenAid might die so that I can get the one you did. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, um, I could like mix the metals in here, but it, it is running strong. And so I feel like it really is worth every penny. Um, and you don't need to get the really big one. Um, I think just the classic artist, or not even the artisan, because that's kind of small, but the five quart bowl is perfect with the tilt head. Um, I don't think you need to do more than that. 
The other thing I think um, is that's important to consider is your ovens. And so coming into this house, um, I went with Mila ovens. My mom's used them. They're a great brand. We use them at Orson Giggy. And with as much as I bake, I want something really trustworthy um, that I can rely on and is really good quality. So I've been really happy um, with those two those two pieces. So yeah, my mixer and my oven, big surprise, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am surprised actually that you always keep chocolate chip cookie supplies on hand because cake or cookies, like what wins? Well, I mean, cake like always wins, but sometimes it's like you just want a quick treat and Sundays happen to be like our cookie day. I don't know why, how that became, because it's a day I usually like really bake with the kids or I'll let them bake. And cookies are just a great um, starting point for a child to learn to bake because you can't go wrong with them really. Um, like if you've got just like a good solid recipe, there's not much to it. You put the ingredients in the bowl and you mix. And so, um, actually the idea came years ago. So I used to do media and television consulting and I was out on a project for Martha Stewart actually. And we were doing in-home ethnographies and we went to this lady's home that had been in a focus group with me and I was interviewing her and we were going through her kitchen, really learning how like this type of consumer lived. And um, one of the things she said to me, this is long before I had kids, was I always have ingredients for chocolate chip cookies. So no matter what, like I've taught my boys to make them. I've taught my daughters to make them. Any of us can make chocolate chip cookies. And it just was like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like there's nothing that feels more home to me than a warm chocolate chip cookie. I grew up on them. My grandma would always have them at her house. My mom always had them on the first day of school. And I just love tradition. And I think, again, that's like what makes any kind of house a home. And so I, I've just incorporated that into my own life. I do chocolate chip cookies every first day of school. They're always on the counter for the kids. And I always have all the ingredients on hand so that it's just something we could do if we need to spend some time together. What do you want your kids to remember about home when they move away? Um, that it was a place they always felt loved unconditionally. And in, the, in a short, short, I guess, way, um, it kind of brings tears to my eyes because I feel like home is a place where you feel and you should feel the safest and you should feel the most love and support and the best energy. So after a bad day at school or bad day at work, you can come home and like hopefully just let that weight go off of your shoulders and feel at peace because this is a place that you are just always loved unconditionally no matter what. What do, you, what do you want your kids to remember about baking in the kitchen with you? That it was fun. That we had a good time. That their mom would make them laugh and have dance parties. And yeah, hopefully taught them a few things, but I just want them to remember we had a good time and that they had a good home. I think uh, Weston's future wife is going to be thanking you for those macros. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for joining us, Courtney. We're going to share, of course, more of Courtney's home um, on our blog, stag-design.com. And if you don't already follow Courtney, I know you already do, but you have to because (laughs) her recipes are amazing from somebody who has tasted them personally. uh, You just can't get better than her cake. So thanks so much for joining us, Courtney. Thank you, Jen. My pleasure. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. 
Thank you so much for listening. 